headquarters of Ramsey Solutions. This is The Ramsey Show. It's where we talk about your life, your money, your work, and your relationships. 888-825-5225 is the phone number if you want to jump in. 888-825-5225. I'm Ken Coleman. George Campbell joins me this hour, and we are here for you. We're having a good time, uh, but we're going to give you some practical advice so that you can get where you want to be, to cover that gap from where you are to where you want to be, whether that be in your money, your professional life, uh, or in your personal life. So we're so excited that you've joined us. Let's get to it. Uh, we go north of the border, uh, border, Winnipeg, Canada. Uh, George, can you name the uh, name of the NHL franchise oh, boy, in Winnipeg? Oh boy, uh, I'm guessing it has something to do with Maple Leafs. No, uh, good call. That would be Toronto. Uh, oh, Winnipeg gosh. Jets. Uh, there we go. Jay is there. Jay, how can we help? Hi, guys. Thanks for taking my call. You bet, Jay. What's up? Um, so I declared bankruptcy about uh, three years ago after a combination of a bunch of stupid decisions in my late teens and early 20s. Um, my question is... Now that I'm a couple years back from discharge and I've been focusing on saving and, um, you know, doing all the right things and not taking on any, any debt after that, I'm curious as to the best way to improve my credit rating with TransUnion and Equifax, given the bankruptcy, um, without taking on a bunch of dumb debt products. I know the conventional wisdom is go get a crappy 20% loan and just make sure you make all your payments. But that doesn't feel like something that you guys would suggest me do. So I was curious about your opinions on that. Well, you know, we don't get too worried about the credit score. And I understand with bankruptcy, it's a different situation when that thing's dangling on your credit report for, what, six, seven years in Canada? Uh yeah, about seven. My, I'm not concerned about financing or anything like that. Uh, my fiance and I are in the process now of looking for a new apartment. Okay. Um, and I know that we want to be looking at purchasing a house in, say, two to three years' time. Now, I know with our savings rate, we'll have about $100,000 in cash savings in about that time. So we'll be able to comfortably afford a 20%, maybe 30% down. But real estate is expensive here, so there will be an element to the mortgage if we purchase a home at that time. So I want to make sure that, you know, I'm prepared to be able to enter into those things when the time comes. Um, and likely that, you know, could be before seven years from discharge. Yeah. Well, I mean, the only thing that you would need or be worried about the credit report and score is when you're getting a mortgage because the rest you said you're paying cash for, right? We don't really need it. To rent an apartment, you can do that without a score. You may need to talk through if it's if it's a low score and the apartment does a check on you and they go, hey, what's going on here? But you can find a place that will rent to you uh, regardless of your bankruptcy. Okay. And now on the mortgage side, I would proactively reach out to a lender in your area and say, hey, listen, I'm about three years out. I want to do a 15-year fixed. Uh, it's going to be less than a quarter of my take-home pay. We're going to have a nice down payment, 20% or more. What does that look like for me, knowing that I have this bankruptcy still on my file for another year or so? Okay. And gotcha. they'll walk you through what I, that looks question. like. Yeah, Jay, thank you uh, for the uh, question. I, you know, George, when you get in a situation like that, what's the what's the mindset someone needs to start with? Because there's always, you know, a lot of fear, you know. There's a lot of shame and baggage when it comes to bankruptcy, yeah. which is understandable. He said, man, I made some terrible financial decisions. And so I don't want that to hold you back. I mean, the man himself, Dave Ramsey, right. filed many, many years ago for bankruptcy. He's doing okay today. Yeah. And so I don't want this to be kind of a scarlet letter you walk around with. Let's good. just look to the future and go, all right, we made yeah. some mistakes. We learned from it. 
We're going to pay cash for things. We're going to do things the right way going forward. And I think any any lender, especially when you're you know seven years out, if they say, hey, sorry, man, you can't do this until it falls off your report, then we wait one more year. Yeah. We have some patience. We save up more money, have an even bigger down payment, and you just bought yourself some patience there. So I don't think it's the end of the world. You're already three years into this thing. You're living your life. You're paying cash. But I would not worry about the score. But I would do my due diligence, yeah. do some research, call lenders and say, what does this look like for me so that you're not blindsided when the time comes? Good stuff. All right, let's go to Robert, who is in Indianapolis, Indiana. Robert, how can we help? Yeah, hi. How are you guys doing today? Oh, we're having a blast. What's going on? It sounds like it. Hey, what I've got going on, I'm uh, I'm retired, uh, um, also on Social Security Disability. I, I was a police officer, got injured at work, mm. uh, had to medically retire through work, and then also, uh, you know, so I'm, I get th- both those pensions. My wife's getting ready to turn 62 here pretty soon. I'm 62. I've been retired for eight years, nine years, somewhere in there. And, uh, you know, she won't get much. Uh, we're looking at about $900 from Social Security. She was a homemaker, homemaker for most of her life. And uh, I was wondering, do I grab that and invest that? We don't need her money. Um, and she will always get mine if I pass away. And, you know, and that's that's my my main thing. Uh, uh, I can wait till she's 70 and draw her money. And, but, you know, I don't know. I'm, I'm playing the percentages. I don't live that long just from being a police officer. And uh, usually our life expectancy isn't that long after work. So that's kind of my question. If, if, if I need more, I can give you more. So How old are you two? 62. Uh, we're both, both 62. Okay. Both 62. Yeah, I mean, I, I think it's great to start drawing it down now and invest that money since you don't need it. Yeah. You guys are living comfortably on the rest of your income? Yes. I, I get about, I get to close to $7,000 a month with Social Security and uh, and my disability. Oh, that's great. And, uh, okay. Yes, and we're, yeah. we're, we're fine. We Take need, the we 900. Do you have a financial advisor? No, I don't. I was going to look into doing that. Yeah, I would jump on RamseySolutions.com and click on Trusted Pros. Reach out to a SmartVestor Pro in the Indianapolis area because they can walk you through even doing the math on Social Security. And what if we waited? And what if we invest it now? And where should we yeah. invest and that I've, money? I've done a lot of that study of myself. Of course, I'm not that, you know, but I've done that. And I'm, I'm leaning towards taking it and, yes. and investing it is what I'm well, leaning towards. Well, and the beauty towards, of, so. of investing it is that that then gets passed down generationally in, with your family. Yes. Versus it yes. going with you guys. Yeah, absolutely. That's a great so. opportunity. Uh, but do consider uh, meeting with a couple of our SmartVestor pros, RamseySolutions.com, just so they can help you uh, devise a plan, show you how it all works, and then you get super confident and pick somebody you got the you know the best connection with and you understand everything they're telling you. This is a wonderful opportunity to invest. And yeah. uh, you never know. You know, uh, Don't sell yourself short, my man. All right? don't, don't try to check out too early. And we appreciate your service absolutely uh, very very much. All right, um, George, we're, we're close to a break here, and uh, the thing I wanted to ask you again: we're talking about mindset on that previous call, you know, dealing with bankruptcy and all that. Yeah. And then again, here's I feel like that's another mind a money mindset question, which is okay: do we do we take the money now, the Social Security money now, and invest? I think a lot of this comes from confidence. And both of these callers, like when we are very clear on what our opportunities are how we can reframe or dig out of a situation in bankruptcy, or in this case, how that money could be invested. It feels like confidence is such a key yeah, play with I this. I think that's a real a big reason people call in. They're at a crossroads. They're not sure what to do. They need a third party to go, okay, I heard everything you said, heard all the details. Here's what you need to do. And you do that with confidence, and it, it empowers people. Yeah. 
Yeah. You're not sitting on the sidelines anymore. You're you're in the game. Yeah. So the takeaway, folks, is get clear on these money issues, and when you're clear, then you can be confident. And uh, confidence gives you the courage to make the moves you need to do to stay with it as long as it takes to have true financial peace. All right, don't move. More of your calls coming right up. You've got a lot on your plate, a job, your home, your marriage, and your growing family. While you're enjoying the present, you can't help but think about your future and your finances. As you explore your options, consider Christian Healthcare Ministries, or CHM, for your health care. Their generous maternity program and budget-friendly monthly programs have been a blessing to members welcoming children into their families. Visit chministries.org budget to see if it's right for you. Christian Healthcare Ministries is a Ramsey Trusted Provider. The Ramsey Show continues. I'm Ken Coleman, joined by George Campbell, and we are here answering your questions about your money, your work, your relationships. 888-825-5225 is the phone number. That's 888-825-5225. Daniel joins us in Temecula, California. Daniel, how can we help? Oh, hi. Uh, thank you so much for taking my call. Yeah, you bet. Um, can you adjust your phone a little bit? feels like you got a sock covering up or something. Sure. Can you hear me better now? A little bit better, yeah. Oh, okay. Um, I have a question regarding my... Uh, Properties. I have two properties, one in California and one in uh, the state of Arizona. Mm-hmm. And um, I have uh, actually equity on both of them. And um, my question is, should I sell the one in Arizona to pay my uh, main property in California? How much do you owe on the property in Arizona that's a rental? Uh, that one I owe 105000 What's it worth? Uh, it's worth... Uh, two hundred and eighty-eight thousand. Okay, what do you owe on your primary residence in California? On that one, I owe one hundred and sixty-five k. And okay, one hundred sixty-five k. All right, what's it worth? It's worth uh, six hundred and eighty thousand. Nice. All right. What kind of in, what kind of income, if any, are you making on the house in Arizona? Uh, on that one, I'm just making about uh, three hundred. 300 a month. Ah, yeah. Not much Not, margin there. No. For 3600 bucks a year, I'm selling that Arizona property, and with the net proceeds, you're going to be able to pay off the California property, right? Yes, that would be correct. I love that plan. I think it's a no-brainer, Daniel, because you're, you're not making enough money for the headaches. In fact, many months with any kind of expenses, you're losing money. So this is a great way to get out of this. And being a long-distance landlord, that's not fun. Long-distance landlord, and you walk out of this thing with a paid-for primary residence in California. Uh, It's a no-brainer. Which way were you leaning when you called us? Okay, well, I was uh, leaning to that. My only um, question was because the the taxes in California are so expensive. So um, I was uh, also thinking about paying my... uh, uh, property in Arizona sooner than, uh, you know, because I refinance that to a 15 years, from a 30 to a 15 years. But what? how does it affect property taxes if you pay off your house? 
Well, I still, I'm still going to have to pay taxes, right? Sure. But as long as you live in California, you're going to pay the taxes anyways. Yes. Do you? Are you talking about so moving was, from California to Arizona? Yeah, I was planning to do that in the future. Well, how soon? I mean, like, what, what were you thinking? Five years, ten years? What are we talking about? Uh, actually, three years. Why three years? What's what's holding you in California for three years? Uh, I, a job. A new job that I have in Cali. Okay. Well, if you want to live in that okay. rental and you want to hang on to it, that's fine. But it's, I would rather just pay it off and then you're going to have all this money in your California house. And when it comes time, you're going to be able to pay cash for a spot in Arizona. Yeah. A spot you love. Yeah. Because, Daniel, think about this. Three years from now, what do you think your house in California is going to be worth? Mm, I'm not sure, but I think it's probably going to be a little bit more than what Worse. So now, so now when it's time to move to Arizona, you're flush with cash, more than enough to buy a really nice house in Arizona. Okay. Well, that was my question. I was a little bit confused about it. Thank you so much. Yeah, you bet. You got it. Thanks for the call. It's a good problem to have. I like that. Very good. Let's go to Josh. Uh, Speaking of Arizona, Josh is in Phoenix, Arizona. Josh, how can we help? Hi. uh, It's nice to meet you guys. So... Recently, me and a partner opened up a new company, and the one thing we're struggling with is driving sales and marketing structure for the company to bring more business to the company. What's the uh, business? So we sell air purification units, which go in an HVAC system. They kill COVID-19, and we have testing for them to prove it. So there's a lot of, I guess there's a lot of incentive to buy this unit because a lot of people do have a fear of getting sick. We have all the infrastructure built up. However, we're struggling and having people come look at the units or make a purchase. Okay. Is this a uh, showroom-type situation where they have to leave their home and come see it? No, not at all. They, we, you could, everything could be right in the email or checked out on the website, so there's no showroom like a cabinetry or a granite company. So Is there uh, all the what, a, what about good old-fashioned door-to-door? So, I mean, we were thinking of going through a door salesman because that's how a lot of solar people drive their income, but there's a lot of people involved in door-to-door. You know, you have to do the whole team, which will result in a headache. We tried doing something called the EDDM to send mailers out, and that's still yet to no avail. It's been around two weeks, and we still haven't got a single call. So how many of these units have you sold? So we haven't sold a lot of them because it's just a new company, which we just built up, and now we're focusing on where and why and how should we market this device. Well, I, if you haven't sold any, it's hard to know why people are even buying it. Have you done research on competitors and how they're doing and what their messaging yes. is? Yes. So our competitors mainly, they they go towards also door-to-door, but their units are more expensive than ours. But ours accomplished the same thing and has an FDA registration. But it sounds like door-to-door is the winning strategy for them. Yeah, it does, but... There's also a lot of headache involved in... Why don't you start small with door you, Is it just you and another guy? Yes, it just me and another guy. Well, who's, who's... It's your headache. It's not a bunch of other people. Why aren't you guys out, you know, knocking on doors? Hey, I'll take this street. You take the next street. We'll meet in the middle. I mean, you guys got to get this thing up and going. There is no marketing strategy that is just going to make the phone Josh, ring I'm all curious. over the place. Why did you start this business? We started this business because, you know, COVID was a big problem and our company believes in trying to reduce that and 
you know, give people peace of mind in their own homes. But as as COVID kind of goes away, you, we need a better marketing strategy and messaging than fear of COVID, right? Yeah. So a quick question where George, I'm going where George is going. Uh, is, is Phoenix, is, is it a high allergy place because of the valley, I'm wondering, or no? Yes, it is. And our devices also do allergy removal, which there we mark we in the Phoenix area after that. That's what I'm talking about. So I'm a dad, all right? I got three kids. And so I'm going to be thinking, okay, look, this is... This gives you multiple benefits. So this is going to reduce the allergens in your home, and it's going to and allergens lead to X amount of percentage of colds and sickness. Plus, this is uh, this is going to help uh, ward off uh, COVID, whatever, whatever. You guys got to get a narrative, but 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 I will tell you this: you guys need to sell it to one or two people. Have you sold it to anybody at all yet? Yes, we have. All right, and and have you stayed in touch with those folks? Yes, we have. Are they excited or are they just like eh? about the product now that they've got it? Well, our clients are actually really excited about having this in their home because their air changes drastically. A lot of them have been inclined to do their other condos or their other houses across the U.S. Great. So you have to tell the story and you have to incentivize them to tell the story. So what's your incentive program to those few clients? If they were to tell the story on Facebook or their Instagram or whatever, or they send it out to 15 friends and they show you the receipt of it and somebody buys, what's the referral program like to where they are incentivized to tell the story for you? Your greatest marketing is going to be the customers that you've won over who say this is really effective. And that it's just like building a real estate business. This is going to be, uh, you know, door to door, you know, a water cooler, people talking about it at work. And that's the marketing that I think will be the most effective for you. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah, I do. So, I mean, this is getting busy, but you saying, well, George or Kit, I don't want to have to hire people to go door to door. Nobody's telling you to hire anybody. It's you going door to door and talking to people, you know. Um, and you got to hit that pain point for people. And when you hit that pain point, it's like a frenzy. And you've got to lead with that. It reminds me, what was that hippopotamus game we played Harry when Potter? we were kids? Harry Potter. No. No. Oh, it was sorry. A Hungry Hungry, hungry Hippos. Hungry hippo. You put the little marbles in there and you yeah. hit it. you got to give people something. They want this. they got to eat it. And some value. Maybe oh, give them a free, a free air check at Allergy. their house. Yeah, free air check. Give them something. They'll respond like those Hungry Hippos. That's what it was. Not Harry Potter. Not sorry, Harry Ken. Potter. All right. Don't move. More of your calls coming up. Welcome back to The Ramsey Show. I'm Ken Coleman. I'm joined by my colleague, George Camel. We are thrilled that you've joined us today. We're here to answer your questions about your money, your work, your relationships. All those are intricately tied together. And if you're not winning in one, it's going to affect the others. Um, and so, hey, a question for you. Uh, we have a lot of new people joining all the time. Some of you have been in listening and watching whatever uh, platform you uh, engage with the show on. Uh, we appreciate you so much. And, you know, I know it's true of me. Uh, I know it's true of you, George, because we recommend a lot of things to each other. That's true. And, you know, when, you, when something you come across helps you in your life uh, or you enjoy you want to tell other people about it. And uh, so if the Ramsey Show uh, has helped you or you enjoy it in any way, um, it's 
become one of the biggest business and finance shows in the world. It's because millions of people like you tune in and can't help but share. So um, we want you to share. So whether that be on podcast, YouTube, or your local radio station, please share about the show and how it has impacted you, what you've learned, what you're doing. Uh, those are the stories we want you to share the most, is what you're actually doing, because you are the hero, you are the entire subject of the show. So if you do that, we would be grateful. We want as many people as possible to find um, this content so that they uh, can live their best life as well. Sharing is caring, Ken. That, thank you, George. That's that a summary. Do you have that bumper sticker on your uh, Tesla, I don't George? do bumper stickers these yeah, days. Not on the Tesla, for no. sure. Yeah, triple eight eight two five five two two five. Let's go to Green Bay, Wisconsin. Joy is there. Joy, how can we help? Hi, thank you for taking my call. My situation is pretty simple. Um, I'm newly divorced. I'm seventy. Um, I had forty five thousand in savings last year, but now I have thirty five. Um, and uh, I. Earn only twenty thousand a year because I'm working part time and I have no debt. So my question is, um, how do I make sure that that thirty five doesn't disappear? Now I know you know that I'm supposed to be a good girl and <laughs> control my spending and all that. So, but I just wanted to hear your your feedback. Okay, so you don't have a mortgage payment? You have the house paid for? I rent, and um, my expenses. Per month, are right around nine hundred. Okay, great. And is your rent uh, fixed? It's not going to go up. Well, no. If anything, it'll go down. I'm in uh, housing, government housing, right now, and it's working out really nice. Okay. So, and does that include? Do you have any social security? Is that all of your income? Is twenty thousand a year? That includes social security. Yes. Okay. And you said you're working part-time. How much longer do you think you could work for, or do you want to work for? Oh, I'm pretty healthy. I could work for another 10, 15 years probably. Yeah, I like that answer, Joy. That is awesome. (laughs) This 35000 it sounds like a big part of it is your emergency fund. Well, you could call it that. I'm just happy to have it, and I I do think of that. You know, I do have an emergency fund and that $1,000 that you say you should have. Good. Well, it doesn't sound like you have a lot of expenses, and because you're not a homeowner, you don't have to worry about you know the HVAC going out. So that's nice. Right. But I would still set aside ten or fifteen as your emergency fund, and the rest of that money I might look into investing because that money sitting in a mutual fund over the next ten years that can grow. And so I would get in touch with a financial advisor. We've got SmartVestor Pros in the Wisconsin area that can help you with this. If you just go to RamseySolutions.com, connect with a, with one of those folks, and they can help you decide what the best thing to do with you know that 20 extra $1,000 that you want to invest over the next 10 years so okay. that it, it okay. doesn't I, disappear I with inflation. Yeah. One thing I have not done is uh, getting a... Uh, a funeral arrangements ahead of time that I probably should do that and a will I got to do that do so a will today a couple things I need to do absolutely huh? yeah get a will done today uh, we have that resource as well for you at RamseySolutions.com through our friends at Mama Bear Legal Forms and it's very inexpensive to do a will and in there you can put your funeral arrangements and what you what you would like done and um, that would help and having that money set aside with no debt you're really going to be able to leave a legacy in that way because you're not going to have debt tied to your estate yeah thank you so much Joy for the call and can you just say something for a second I, I, 70 years old I love She's it. like, oh yeah, I f- 
feel fantastic. I'm going to work another Ken, 10, 15 We get calls years. from someone who's 52 and they go, well, uh, about it's it's about over, yeah. Ken. That's <laughs> true. What do I do? Yeah, I'm getting way older. Too late. And Joy's like, oh, yeah, I'm going to 85, baby. I Let's like and she's Joy. still working. I think, and you can prove me wrong, Ken, but I think working at an older age has really great benefits. Without question. Sitting around watching old reruns of The Price is Right is not going to keep yeah. you going very long. Yeah, yeah. You've ne- you don't even know what The Price is Right is, but I love the reference. Well, George. I know that Drew Carey is not my favorite host of The Price is Right. Oh! I'm a Bob Barker guy. Okay, George with total credibility there, dropping the Bob Barker on everybody. But yeah, there is something to this idea of longevity being tied to a sense of purpose. And hey, I'm getting up and I'm doing this. And there's no question about it. Data shows that as well. So engage uh, your brain, engage your body. As the older you get, the more you can get out and do something. And, and, and something that matters to you absolutely does have well, a tremendous Joy was impact. a joy to speak with. There it is. Say. There it is. All right, let's go to Julie in Sacramento, California. Julie, how can we help? Hi. Um, so I... I uh, just got a uh, my divorce judgment, a settlement, um, $45,000, and I don't know what to do with the $45,000, and just, I don't know what to do with it. I have an idea, ideas. Oh, I'm sorry, um, Julie. How long ago did this happen? Uh, just, I got the judgment like a couple months ago, mm. um, and... <laughs> I also noticed this check that my ex-husband wrote me was dated March 30th, but then he, um, he he mailed it to me, and I just received it like two, three days ago. Like, was he I, hanging I, on to it? One of the workers, what was that? Was he hanging on to it? Why do you think there was a gap there? I have no idea. He's, he's, been, he's been like that. Mm. Is that in addition while. to I, the 45000 like Yeah. So how much it is the check? It was supposed to be $50,000. The judgment says uh, $50,000, but he decided to tell me, not the judge, he told me that he's going to deduct 5000 for various reasons. But I, I, that's another thing. That, um, he doesn't get to make that call. Yeah, so the judge needs to be aware of his editing. I know. I don't know what to do. Uh, sure but do. I, I don't even know if this check is real. Because I just remembered now that it's dated March 30th. I don't know. I think it's, there's an expiration, right? Well, if the money's still in the account, it should be good. Yeah, no, not on writing the check. But uh, so, so, do you have any debt? You called and said, "Okay, what do I do with the settlement?" Have you received the forty-five thousand? Yeah, he mailed it to me. Yeah, I have it. So, is it in your bank account or is it a check? It's not in my bank account. I don't know what to do with the check. I don't know. I've just kind of froze. Okay. Well, I would, first things first, I would deposit it into your bank account, park it in a savings account for now, and we got to figure out what's next for you financially. Are you having to move? What's your life look like now? Uh, I got my first apartment with my own name on it um, only because of the um, the child support money was coming in uh, consistently, and it allowed me to rent with my own name it was it was the number was high enough that i can rent it under my own name are you working um, so i am not working right now i've okay. got like three little kids um i don't even know how okay I'll tell you I'm what do that so I have the kids like most of the time yeah so julie here's what we're gonna do um we're gonna 
we're going to hold you over because we, we want to spend a little more time with you. You're in this uh, kind of this intimidating, overwhelming scenario of your life with three little ones. Uh, when we come back, uh, George is going to walk you through what you're going to need to do financially. Uh, but I want you to hold on. But I want you to be prepared to answer questions like, can you work? Uh, think of any child care costs that are associated. Are you there with them all the time so you don't need it? Any debts that you have? If you can have that information ready to go, George is going to walk you through this. But here's the deal. Hang on. Because, Julie, you can do this, and we're going to help you. Uh, this is so important. We just run out of time in this segment. So hold on. And when we come back, Julie, we will give you a clear path forward. Thank you so much. George, it breaks my heart. Yeah, it's tough. Single mom, Man. starting over. A lot of unknowns, so you're going to help her get clear. This is going to help a lot of people. We're going to give her some hope. Don't go anywhere. More with Julie coming up. Welcome back, America. You're joining the conversation here on The Ramsey Show. Our scripture today is Proverbs 22.4. Humility is the fear of the Lord. Its wages are riches and honor and life. Our quote of the day, Mark Twain, do the right thing. It will gratify some people and astonish the rest. I'm Ken Coleman. He is George Campbell. And uh, we held Julie over uh, from our last segment, for those of you that are joining us right now, and uh, Julie is in a tough situation. Now a single mom, recently divorced, little ones, um, not currently employed, uh, got a divorce settlement of about forty-five dollars to $50,000. What do I do with it? So she's overwhelmed, uh, is now renting, uh, but with the kids all the time. So there's a lot going on. She's, she's uh, obviously and understandably feeling overwhelmed, George. Yeah. And uh, so we, we ran out of time, and so we bring her back. All right, Julie, you're back. You ready to roll? Yes. All right. Awesome. All right, George. Cool. So, Julie, you said you had child support. How much are you making a month in income? And is it all child support? Yes. Okay. Is there any uh, alimony as well, or does the settlement take care of that? Uh, there was alimony. Not anymore. Okay, not anymore. So what is your monthly check on child support? What is that? About two thousand. All right. And do you know your current expenses for the month? Oh my god! No. But can you can you pay all your bills with the two thousand? Uh, yeah. I use a credit card, Mm -hmm. and then I use my uh to to help my point my credit score go up, and then I use my the child support money to pay the credit card. But I'm not even sure what the point of me doing that anymore is because I, I mean, it's not like I'm getting a house or anything. I don't even know why I'm paying my bills to keep my. Do you have a, a balance on any of the cards? I always try to keep it zero. Okay, so the current balance is zero on all cards. It was six sixty five yesterday, but I paid it last night. Okay. Well, go ahead and cut up the cards because this is not going to be a good crutch for you as you as you climb out of this and find a new normal. I want you to use the money you have on hand so that we don't hurt this uh, your financial situation any further. 
And we do need to, it sounds like we need to get some income in the door sooner rather than later. But it sounds like childcare-wise, you're going to be at home with the kids right now. Is there an option for you to go to work and have childcare provided for them? Uh, childcare is very expensive. It's like a thousand or more per child. How old are at your kids? So daycare got looked at. Uh, they're two, four, and seven. The seven's in school, but um, do you have any family support yeah. around you? I wish. So, so you have no, <laughs> no no family living locally. Uh, unless I unless I want to take their abuse of comments. I've done that in the past. I'm considering doing that, going back to them, uh, and just tolerating the, you know, negative comments. But well, we're looking for support just, here. If they can't provide that, we need to look elsewhere. Yeah, I, I only even asked that. I don't that. have much options. Okay. And the only reason I asked that, Julie, is I'm trying to figure out, you know, child care options that doesn't cost you a 1000 bucks a kid. You know what I mean? And so, because you, you've got to bring in some income at some point. Um, you don't want to hold yourself... Uh, hostage to his uh, ability to pay the child support. You don't want that. Um, so do you have any other debt at all besides the small credit cards that you've got and we want you cutting those up and not using those anymore? Do you have any debt that you inherited from the marriage or that you walked away with? Uh, the My student loan debt, uh, I had like $18,000 when I got married. My husband and I paid it off. And uh, they've the courts made me pay half of it back. So uh, to him, so I I haven't paid him anything. So, so I don't that's got to come out of the forty five. Because I'm wanting George to walk you through what you're going to do with the forty five thousand. Yeah. So if we cut him a check for what is it nine thousand that you owe to him? What's the exact number? I think so, something like that. Nine thousand. Okay. So if we pay him the nine thousand and we don't have any credit card debt, we have no other payments other than rent, right? And just covering our basic bills. Correct? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. The rest of that money is probably going to be your emergency fund right now because we, there's a lot of unknowns happening. So we recommend you have three to six months of expenses tucked away in an emergency, in a savings account for emergencies once you're debt-free. And so that's where you are right now. Uh, it doesn't sound like you're going to be able to invest or you know do any more savings on top of that. Right now we need some stability. And that to me is going to look like you – uh, finding a job that can pay enough to then maybe cover the daycare for the two, for the two kids. Yeah, that's correct. Because even if it's fifteen hundred dollars a month, if you're making twenty five hundred dollars a month, it's still a better option than you not working. So, are you open okay. to to finding work? Uh, I have to do the math because I. If I don't see the math in front of me uh, after my rent and utilities and groceries, and then I don't know. I would feel very uneasy saying yes. It's just, I, I don't know. I well, have to see the numbers in front of me for it to make sense. Sure. And uh, Julia. Yeah, I am. Go ahead. I would go to work. Yes. Yes. If if I can, if I can see a possibility, if I, can, I have to see the numbers in front of me. I just haven't what, done it. Have you done work in the past? What kind of uh, work have you done? Like, do you know what you would go into? I've been a mom for such a long time yeah. until my my divorce that I did Instacart uh, because you know it was a court order. Uh, so I did Instacart, and then I noticed significant deterioration of my wheels, my tires. 
in like two months. Wow. Uh, hey, Julie. But uh, the gas prices up going up, and then I take my kids on Instacart, uh, but uh, regardless of the dirty looks, I don't care. Yeah, Julie. Um, hey, Julie. Let me let me encourage you with something. You know, we live in a world today where remote work is more prevalent than it ever has been before, and you're talking about working from home. And, you know, uh, I know you got three little ones, but I'm telling you to keep yourself in a position where you are relying on the ability to live and function on his paying you child support is a very precarious situation. And right now it feels safer to you by the way you're talking than actually going out and finding your own employment and taking care of the babies on your own. And then whatever he gives uh, is gravy. I'm telling you that you can work from home. You can find remote working jobs where you don't have to put the kids in daycare. You could start there to where you okay. ease into this. Because here's the deal. This was a traumatic situation. This is a like a reset of your life. But the fact of the matter is, Julie, you are more than capable of taking care of those three little ones. You know it and I know it. And you will do whatever it takes to win. And I'm telling you, yes, you're overwhelmed, and I know it's shocking, and I know you don't have a lot of support, but one of the best things you can do right now is to provide for you and those kiddos. You still got to heal, and, and, and you may need to go to some therapy, and, 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 and I probably recommend that, but, but one of the best things you can do for you and those kiddos right now is go get a job, whether it's remote, working in the home, so they're there with you the whole time. You're not driving around in the car all the time. That's a better situation, and that is extremely doable for you. And I would be looking for all those opportunities. And then the fallback position would be where you you know you get a good job because this idea that you've been a stay-at-home mom and you have nothing to offer the workplace is crazy. Job numbers came out today, George. Still, three point six percent unemployment. The economy added three hundred fifty plus thousand jobs in the last quarter. Mm. The Julies of the world can get hired. Absolutely. And Julie, we're going to send you a few resources. Number one, we're going to put you through Financial Peace University. You can do that from home. Watch all nine video lessons. And with that is going to come every dollar premium so that you can start doing a budget and lay out all of your expenses, lay out all of the income, and make sure that you've got a plan for every dollar. And also, I'm going to hook you up with a financial coach in your area. So hang on the line. Austin will hook you up with a financial coach. That session is going to be on us as well as Ramsey Plus. So thank you so much for the call. Wishing the best for you. Julie, you got this. You got this. Hey, George, good show. Thanks for hanging out. To James, our lovely producer puts up with us thank you sir it's like the, the backstreet boys in there the don't you think ken it's it is like the backstreet boys yeah they want it that way this is the ramsey show hey folks ken coleman here did you know the ramsey show is one of the most popular podcasts in the world it's your daily dose of advice on life and money check out all of our shows from the ramsey network wherever you listen to podcasts 